another episode of Mustard MMA as always back. Well, it's Tuesday, we record it. It'll be back. You'll be listening to it on Wednesday. Absolutely scorch show out there today, Matthew. You all right? You're sweating. You're struggling. I can see it. <laughs> My pained expression. Yeah. I'm sweating. Mate. I'm sweating. I was actually wearing a vest earlier, and at one point, no top at all. But you're just open to ridicule if you do that on a podcast, then you, Joe. I would have given you a stick to beat, stick to beat me with. <laughs> well, especially we we got a couple of guests joining us later, so that would have been quite the introduction. It would have done. I would have got absolutely caned already. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, enough about me. How are you getting on, sunshine? Your hair's looking cracking there. You got a heavy duty headband there to keep hold of that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially in this where it just it just gets too sweaty and it gets in my eyes and it's annoying. But all good. A little bit of car troubles. You get the panic, don't you? You hear something, you hear a noise, something click clacking in the back, and you think, "Oh shit!" But luckily, I took it around there, had a quick look. No, no serious issues. So hopefully, won't won't put me out of pocket too much. And I was glad to have the USC back at the weekend. We were looking forward to this one. We said we said it was going to be, well, we said it could be anything really, couldn't we? With all the fights lined up, overall impression, how did, how did it quite float your boat? I think we were right to get excited for it, Joseph. I think you dug out quite a few there, a couple of sleepers is what you call it, wouldn't it? And we can't really be too displeased with the way the main event went, the co-main event went. There was an absolute cracker on there, which we called out as well. But we did call out a bit of a stinker to be a cracker, so we got that one spectacularly <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Should we, should we start the main event? Your, your boy started to look like his old self there, Rosenstrike. Yeah, exactly, Jezino picked up the win. First round KO of Augusto Sakai. One second left on the clock. In fact, referee was a little bit slower. You might, you're going into a second round, maybe something different could happen. But no, I might be for Jezinho. Like we said last week, Sakai, probably a little bit overmatched going into this one. But fair play, giving it a crack. Uh, but yeah, Jezinho, you know, I was always high on him. And he's picked up the win here. And he looked decent, don't get me wrong. He barely touched him, didn't he? He's a little bit like Francis. Barely touched him and put him down. But, you know, I do, I do wonder maybe if he's got to find a little bit extra if he wants to progress because it, it's quite clear he's looking for the big shot on it Jezinho so you know I was hoping maybe by now he might have added a little couple of steps to his game but you know perhaps it's just one of those things big like big main event so to speak get a win what, what, what did you make of it were you kind of obviously first round knockout you can't you can't grumble too much can you no and add to the fact he come off a loss a pretty disheartening one as well against Garnet where he didn't lay a glove on him I think he was just just wanted to fight perhaps and I don't think he really had too much respect for Sakai striking, so he was just headhunting him, wasn't yeah. he? So it was quite good to see uh, Jairzinho actually sort of go down that route, and it paid off. It was a cracking win for him. I'd like to see him sort of, as you say, get a bit of a test now. I think there's no one really in there for him, though, to fight. Maybe Blazy at number four. Rosen strikes at number six now, so that would make sense. Blazy's always always the bridesmaid, isn't he? He's always knocking about but never gets the shot. So <laughs> yeah. it, it might be might be a good little eliminator of an eliminator there for uh, Jarzinho and Blazy. As for Sakai, I think he needs to sort of take a look at Rosenstrike as a bit of inspiration in that he's lost a couple, was on a bit of a run, then lost a couple, and he needs to sort of rebuild. He needs to go back to the drawing board and sort of make another go at it. I think he can do that, but I think he needs to look back rather backwards rather than forwards at the minute to try and sort of build up his skill set, because I don't think he's quite at that level just yet for Jairzinho. I think that's fair, and I think a man also you could be looking at to take a few to take a few pages out of the book is Marcin Tybura, who won the co-main event. Again, maybe he puts his name in there for a fight against Jairzinho and chucks himself in the top five. Five wins on a bounce now, beat Walt Harris. Again, first round, TKO this time. Obviously, we're all rooting for Walt Harris, and he started fantastically. Kind of blew his beans a little bit. I mean, he didn't look that gassed, but... I don't, I don't, you know, been there. exactly. He did. He did look that gas, Walt Harris. He landed some good shots, but he was throwing. He was throwing for the fences, wasn't he? So, or swinging for the fences, I guess, would be the correct term. And you know, like I say, he didn't look gas, but it might. It must have emptied the tank a little bit. And Ty Bura got a fantastic takedown and just punished him for it, really. And it, obviously, it's disappointing. You, you, you were, we were all rooting, rooting for Walt Harris in that one. And like I say. Started well. I don't know. It's difficult to see where Walt Harris goes from here because, like I said, I don't, I don't know if you can say he done too much wrong. But Marcin Tybura, fantastic victory for him. Like I say, five in a row now. He's right up there. Yeah, Walt Harris gutted for a minute. I'm gutted yeah, every time tough. he fights now. He's just you just wanted to get that win. I think the more he doesn't win, the more tense he is in there. The more eager he is to win, which makes him more susceptible to these sort of defeats where he's just gonna gas in the first round or get taken down and be the fish out of water that he is with someone like Tybura on top of him. 
I think he needs to go back to the drawing board, a bit like Sakai, and, and look back rather than forward. Because he's been quite highly ranked for a while now, so he's been fighting your Volkovs. Who was it? Was it Overeem as well he was fighting? And you've got Taipur who's now on a five-fight win streak. I think he needs to look at someone outside of the rankings, just perhaps to get that booster, because no one wants to see him get cut today. That's just harsh. No, big time, and, yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he's a great store. He, he brings the heat every time. You see it Saturday night. It wasn't a long fight, but it was an exciting one at that. And I just wanted to get a win. Tyburid, I'm pleased for him, because out of nowhere, he, he's number eight now, Joseph, in the rankings in, in the heavyweight division. Number eight, Martin yeah. Tyburid. No doubt Super he gets up. given... Yeah, it's great to see five wins on a bounce. If that's anyone else, everyone's raving about him, do you know what I mean? Because he, he don't say diddly squat in the media or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. He's blatantly going to get matched with uh, Abdurakimov. Just two two Russians up there. I think he's uh, number seven. Tybura is number eight. Don't get matched together. I, I don't think we'll see him in a massive fight just yet. I think we'll give him another one first. Probably fair. Probably fair. One there was a, there was a stinker in there, and we were we were looking forward to it. Delizzi, Roman Delizzi up against Loriano Storopoli. And, uh, you know, Delizzi just kind of hugged him, didn't he? Storopoli weren't, weren't happy with it, said he farts like a pussy afterwards. And the, the USC, the production team were like, it was so bad, we're not going to give you a post-fight interview. And they just literally cut to an ad break, so not much really to get into there. That'll teach him. Yeah. It was a quality bit in, in the third round where they finally got separated and then you just see Delizzi go straight <laughs> yeah. back in. Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? What's going on here? Because he's such a, an exciting fighter. So I don't know what was up with him. But yeah, terrible. We were picking that one up, weren't we? And for, for it to deliver so unspectacularly yeah. is testament to our knowledge, I think. And it was a shame because it came after Santiago Ponsonibio getting his first win for two years against Miguel Baeza, who started fantastically. We said he was an animal last week. He came out first round and proved it. Ponsonibio came back won the next two rounds, and in his speech afterwards, his interview, I was getting quite emotional. I didn't know he'd been for all that. I didn't know he was that close to, maybe not death, but certainly not fighting ever again. So, fantastic scenes. We love to see that. Yeah, it was great to see. It was an incredible fight, wasn't it? And we have to pat ourselves on the back, Joe, if we were bigging this one up. We called this it. was the fight of the night, so we have to get that one in there after the lid <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's great to see. I thought he, he blew his beans uh, in the first round. I thought he'd come... Come in heavy, Pontenibio was going for it, and then Baeza seemed like he had his number, and he started picking him apart. Come the second round, it just, he come again, didn't he, Pontenibio? I thought he's a bit older now, he's had this massive layoff, that that was it. He was headhunting after his loss last time. But fair play to him, he just come out, and he was eating loads, he was dishing them out. It was one of the fights of the year so oh, far, surely. Amazing. And, and, it, and it threw him straight back into the conversation a well away he's at number 13 now so they put him back in there but i think he's higher than that really obviously he's been out of the game for a while he's got that uh, leech loss he might even want that leech rematch coming soon because he's ahead of him i don't think he likes the fact he lost that so spectacularly i'm saying yep. spectacularly a lot today <laughs> and i also don't think that by is done i think he's a prospect oh but he's, he's showed a lot to suggest he'll be back. And how many times have we seen these prospects lose to veterans and then learn from it, come back, and then just be an absolute animal? GSP comes to mind, and he's got everything. He's got the technical ability. He's got the heart. He didn't get him out of there, Pontenibio. They knock out pretty much any other well-weight in the world, those, those shots. But what a fantastic fight. Prospect was born, and a potential contender is back. No, yeah, absolutely mustered that one. Another good fight. Starting off the starting off the main card, this one Lipsky. He gave her a little mention. The Queen of Violence gave her a shout out last week, and Montana De La Rosa put a bit of a beating on her. To be honest, uh, second round TKO, grappling, grappling came to it. You know, it started off on the feet, obviously, as you generally do. And Lipsky looked sharp. Definitely, she looked sharp on the feet. But Montana De La Rosa held her own. She held her own, uh, and then got the takedown. That was that was game over from there. So decent, decent main card. Obviously, we had the one stinker on there, but. I'm sure he'll learn his lesson. Prelims, we had, we were looking forward to some Brits, but it, it sort of went a bit skewed with. Yeah, well, we had Mason Jones up first, Joseph. Obviously not the greatest debuts he had. It was an excellent fight, but he actually come out uh, on the wrong end of that decision. Acquitted himself well, but then he gets drawn against Alan Patrick. Alan Patrick, I think his name is actually, but we, we'll stick with Patrick, you know. <laughs> yeah, stick definitely. to our roots there. He was throwing some wild stuff, this Patrick. He, he's 37 years old, he's just throwing all arms and legs, no real sort of like 
plan to what he's doing, which, which <laughs> made him very, very dangerous. And for someone making there in their second fight in the UFC, Mason Jones and a youngster that he is, he acquitted himself so well there, he absolutely battered him from pillar to post. First round, he could have got it done. He hung on for the bell, come out in the second round, accidental eye poke. You don't want to say someone quit, but it did look like he sort of give up a little bit quickly there, Patrick. He had had enough, I think. Danny old Aljo. I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> I don't, you don't want to suggest it because it's they're ten no, times the man it's I quite am rude, been getting. Quite rude, yeah. But like you, you, you know when someone just looks absolutely shattered and he's just sort of seen that as a way out. Fair play if if that's not the case, but I think Mason Jones would have got that win pretty pretty soon, and I think they should move him on as such as he's got the win. But still searching for that first win in the UFC. Disappointing. Tom Brees, Joseph. Don't know what happened there, son. No, not sure. Didn't even make it, did he, to the fight? No, I think medical reasons, doctors pulled Breezy out. I believe that is the case. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he's uh, he's all good. Bit of a shame, bit of a shame. It would have been a big fight for him, big opportunity. I thought we, thought we had a good chance of winning it. So, yeah, a bit of a shame. But otherwise, it was a good card all round. I thought I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's given us a little taster for the big card coming next week, isn't it? And there were some crackers on there. One stinker, I would say, but the rest all delivered. Absolutely, absolutely, and we will get into next week's card shortly. We have got the lads from Inside the Cage MMA, another podcast, Hailing Out of Scotland. Go give it a listen if you haven't already, so they're going to be coming on to break down next week's card, UFC 263. Before we do that, Matthew, should we have a quick look into the news? So we start off the news this week, Matthew, and it is the announcement of Carlos Condit. He's still here, he's back up against Max Griffin, UFC 264, July the 10th, so not long to wait, but kind of a perfect fight, really, isn't it? These are, these are the matchups you want to see for these two lads. Yeah, we've been due an old lad, Starby, I think, for a we while have. now. It's been a while. And, and Carlos Conde, he's been patiently waiting, and he's finally got it in Max Griffin. He's two have been knocking around for years. God knows what the combined record is. But 264, is this on the mcgregor Poirier card? Is that right? Yeah, that's the one. Looks yeah. like it, I think, yeah. Cracking fight. That's going to be yeah, fireworks and two old lads. We love it. And so Costa, Paolo Costa is out of his fight um, against uh, Cannoneer. Uh, supposedly, though, Costa's come out and said he never signed a contract. He was never kind of signed up for it. But Kelvin Gastelum, as you literally could have guessed, has stepped in against Cannoneer on August the 21st. So Gastelum, again, just just an absolute monster. Up against Cannoneer, it's a great fight. I mean, Costa against Cannoneer was a great fight, but I'm not I'm not too upset about Cannoneer against Gastelum either. No, I think Cannoneer against anyone's just going to be a great fight because he's just... 100 miles an hour, isn't he? And he's got that gas tank and he's an animal. Exactly, but yeah. I like, I like Kelvin Gastelum, man. Hashtag on a mission for gold. That's his handle for no other reason than that he's on a mission. And he, he will jump in any time, any place, anywhere. <laughs> mad. And that's a cracking fight. It's another opportunity for him. And it just shows you, like, one win, step up on short, uh, short notice, and you're in for a title shot, basically. So he can slowly get there. Costa, he's going off the rails, isn't he? Uh, God knows what's going on. Yeah, I don't what know. What's going on Costa? I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing. He's he's not even signing contracts. It's a mystery. He's just it's in a, a mystery. Big puddle of red wine yeah. somewhere, just on his phone at Dana, <laughs> tweeting every so often. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. I can't see him hanging around either because like Dana's been slating him. So who knows? It's about cash, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think, I think going on that was it. Costa came out after the uh, boxing at the weekend, didn't he? He made a comment, and then Dana said, "Well, maybe if you should start a YouTuber." A YouTube account when you was 15 or something. You, I mean, that, I, I do agree that fighters should get paid more, so I'm never really going to agree with Dana on that one, but he uh, he, he gives it, doesn't he, Dana? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he, he, he gone for hours and all, everyone has. Yeah. That's what makes it such a great, uh, great watch, Joseph. But fantastic fight, Cannoneer KG. Looking forward to that one. And then another one, the big lads always get a little bit more time to get ready. September the, uh, September the 18th this one Anthony Smith up against Ryan Spann so big opportunity for Ryan Spann probably arguably his biggest fight to date Smith again looking to get a little get a little run going yeah that's the thing with Smith isn't it? he needs to build back he had what was it three losses in a row he, he needs to sort of get back that momentum get back on the road to the title because I think he fully believes he's going to get a shot because night heavyweight that is that is one of the most open divisions you can get in it it's up in the air the champion's quite old he might not be around defending for too long. Yep. Shearer the same. Either of them. So of them yeah. Plenty of opportunity for any light heavyweights coming through. 
and I think Ryan Spann's going to have his eye on that as well. So it's a tough test for both. It's a huge scalp for Ryan Spann if he can get a win over Smith. And you've got another quick shout out as well for all the British fans, supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the, we got the PFL, Joseph. Thursday oh, night. Yeah. Obviously, I have no idea how to watch it, but is what it is, isn't it? We got a, we got a big one here. Brendan Lockname versus Tyler Diamond. They're both coming off a win their first fights in the in the featherweight rankings, so it's. Top v top there, so that's a massive fight. Fully fully expect Rock Name to get a win though. We've also got Caressa Shields making her debut, so obviously that'll bring over some eyes from the boxing well. So pretty exciting stuff going on in the PFL there, Joseph. Alright, lovely jubbly, that's the news for this weekend, Matt. Then let's let's get in to USC two six three with Scott and Mark from Inside the Cage MMA. <laughs> so as I say, we have got the boys Scott and Mark joining us from Inside the Cage MMA. Welcome, lads. Thanks for joining us. How are we? Yeah, cheers for having us, guys. Really good of you. Um, yeah, good. All good to me. Roasting. Um, but other than that, all good, man. Yeah, good to be on, boys. It's, it's a really easy to be on. It's class. Nah, well, it's we, we appreciate whatever. you coming on. It's obviously... We're here for the for the big fights of the weekend, USC 263, and you got you got two Scots, I was going to say Scotsmen, but one of them's not a man. But you've got two Scottish people on the card, so... Who better? Who better to get on? Uh, I think I think we've got to start start with Paul Craig. He's one of our favourites. We've seen him before fight uh, in at the O2, didn't we, Matt? And I, it was Ankalaev, wasn't it? You don't remember when he submitted him last second? Uh, and I, <laughs> I was we were we were there watching up in the in the stands, and I was busting for a wee, and I was hanging on, I was hanging on, and then he he, he was obviously getting battered, wasn't he, Craig? So I thought, you know what, sod it, I'm going to go to the toilet. I come back and Matt goes, yeah, Craig just submitted him with a second left. Mate, I've got an even... Where did the toilet in the arm? Did it top the stairs? Where did it get down? I? Go to the toilet. I turned around and there's Craig with his hands up. Where did he get One, bro, he loved it. I left my seat at four minutes and 57 seconds. He was halfway up the stairs and heard the police go mental run back down the stairs and all he could do was point and laugh at me, man, because I missed it. I was, oh, man, never live it down, honestly. Oh, brilliant. Same here. That was sensational. Superb. 14 14 minutes and 59 seconds of absolute battery. Like, he got battered and then he threw up the legs and just hoped for the best, man. Absolutely incredible. Well, his and job was on the line at that point. He said he was going to sort of retire if he didn't get that win. And it was looking bad, wasn't it? And he, we've seen what Ankalaya's good at now. He's in the top 10. So That's what a win that was. And he, it's it not, was, the first, not the first time he's done it either. He seems to leave it late all the time. Yeah, he loves it. It's one of those fights for him. He was, before that point, he just wasn't quite, I don't know, it's, I was trying to talk to Mark about this the other day. And it's like he's one of these fighters that never really seemed to just Get any better? It was always the same level, and it wasn't the greatest to watch him. He was win, lose, win, lose. Yeah. We seen him in Glasgow against Roundtree, and he talked this big game beforehand. Saying, I'm going to knock him out. I mean, wow, you, you must be off your head if you think you're going to knock out Khalil Roundtree. <laughs> He's huge, and he got absolutely smashed in the first round. And then against Ankalaev, it was the same. It was like, oh no, it's just maybe he's not good enough for that level. But ever since, he's other than his knockout to Menafield. He's been pretty decent, I would say. You know, he had a couple of good fights with Rua and stuff like that. But, yeah, he does like to leave it a little late, shall we say. No, I, I, do, think he, I do think he is improving. I, th- I think, you know, maybe this weekend will be the test. He's up against Jamal Hill, uh, unbeaten, couple of knockouts. Obviously, he had one overturned because he tested positive for uh, marijuana, didn't he? So, it's a dangerous mm-hmm. one. Jamal Hill looks decent. But I do think Paul Craig... Is improving, like like you mentioned there. I think his striking looked decent up against Shogun. He's you know he's, a, he's getting on a bit now, but he's still done okay. So perhaps this weekend is the is the big test for Paul Craig to see whether he goes up that next level. Yeah. For me, that's is a that's is a classic MMA fight. This is the grappler versus the striker straight away. That's what that is. Yeah. Um, I hope Paul Paul kind of fell in love with his striking in the money field fight, and it cost him that. In the end, he was trying to stand with him, trying to stand and bang, and it cost him, and he got knocked out, and it was it was a shame for him that night. But then after that, obviously seeing Marrera, you get some suspicion against Marrera. He beat Shogun in Brazil, let's be honest. He did beat Shogun. It was yeah. a disgrace that that never happened. Also, you get Antigulov one as well, and then you get Shogun one as well. So since then, he's usually striking to lead to the submissions, which, which he should do in the first place. I said, I just stand there and bang him, because as good as he has improved, 
that isn't his main game. He's got to stick to that grappling, and yeah. especially against Jamal Hill this weekend. His striking is far too crisp and far too sharp to stand yeah. and bang with him. It would be silly to do that. It really would be. Hundred percent agree. I think he he has to be defensive on Saturday. Like he was quite aggressive. I felt against uh, her the second time because yeah. I, I think he knew that he could have her. Um, yeah. So I think Jamal Hill's a totally different animal, man. He, he needs to rein that in a wee bit. He's a smart fighter, Paul. He's obviously learned a lot. He must be a smart fighter if he's able to submit somebody with one second to go. So he knows what he's doing. He just needs to kind of, as Mark says, rein in, rein in the striking a little bit. And you never know. Jamal Hill's not really been tested. You look at Jamal yeah. Hill's record. Ah, he's had good knockouts and stuff. But, I mean, OSP's his biggest test before that. You know, he's only fought twice in the UFC. And neither guy was... In fact, one of those guys is now fighting in KSW. So maybe... Jamal Hill's found his level when he comes up against Paul Craig, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So we got How Jamal Hill at number 15, Paul Craig number 14. Is this do or die for Paul Craig? He's going to make a big run at the title? I don't think he'll ever make a run at the title, mate, to be honest with you. I don't think he's... It's just the typical Scotsman and if I'm more negative about everything, that's just the way it is, man. We just can't help it. I'm not negative, I think I'm more realistic. I just can't if I look I look, I look ahead of him, I think, right, let's say he smashes Jamal Hill in the first round. I think he's been beaten by Crook, so maybe he'd like to get that one back. But ahead of him, maybe other than the guys outside the top ten. I mean, if he fights Ankalaev again, Ankalaev's gonna absolutely kill him. Um, can't he see him beating somebody like Reyes who's so good at striking even guys like, I just can't see him on that level listen I'd love to I would love to see Paul Craig holding that belt it would give me such great pleasure but I just <laughs> in my head just, the pieces just don't fit together man I'm, I'm sorry for that but it's just the way it is well, he's he's extremely annoyed with this fight as well I think I read a wee article basically saying that Jamal Hall's obviously the push he'd three fights and now he's in the top 15 yeah. and now he's basically Paul Craig can have been fed to Jamal Hill. That's that's one that UFC probably want Paul Craig to get out the road. Because they want Jamal Hill to push. They want him going up the way. They are talking him being similar to John Jones. They made fights and stuff like that. And that's what they want. That's what UFC want. So Craig, I think, has got a lot of, a lot of anger in this fight. And I think on Saturday night, you'll see that as well. He'll use that. And he'll possibly take a bad pain out in Jamal Hill in the end, to be honest. Um, I really fancy him for the win on Saturday, I really do, I don't know why, I've just got this mad feeling that he will win this fight, and I think, I really hope it's a submission as well, because that'll put him ahead, that'll make it six submission wins, which will be the most in the UFC lightweight, uh, light heavyweight history, so that would be an incredible start to have as well, considering there are five guys, yeah. I've got five, you've got John Jones, Glover Teixeira, Sirkinov and OSP, so to be ahead of them, four, and be the most biggest submission artist in light heavyweight history, that would be incredible, and I really hope he doesn't start them. I cannot wait to watch him. I really can't. So, yeah. My hope's been built up again. Well, he's got, like, five performance for the night bonuses. He's got all these late submissions, as you say. I, he's slowly becoming one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC, so I think that'd be silly not to give him a little push as well, particularly if they want to bring the UFC back to Scotland as well. So I'm all over it. Should we, should we go around the room, little predictions? Go on in. Um, Scotland. Second Second round sub. Try a uh, triangle choke. He loves a triangle choke. Well, let's yeah. just go traditional Paul Craig. I think your man Jamal Hill might uh, put it as like he'll go really specific. I think Jamal Hill might put him on his arse and then he might dive in and Paul might just grab a hold of him and just boom, job done. I think that there you go. There's a prediction for you. Nice. Like it. I like it. Seen it. Submissions only way. So that'll be a submission one of some sort, but. I honestly couldn't tell you how it'll go. It depends how, how in love with striking he is on Saturday night, which I hope it's not too much because I think yeah. it could cost. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I've, I, I, I've got, I got a feeling about Paul Craig. It's why I don't bet because I just get I get carried away with the story of it all. But I I, uh, I, I think I think Paul Craig is... Uh, I do think he's shown a little bit in his last couple. I think he's a bit more crafty and obviously a bit more experienced than Jamal Hill. A submission, I reckon he'll sneak one in somewhere. Like you might even be right, he might get dropped and then just spend three minutes on the round uh, on the ground, and that's that's all he needs. So I reckon, that, you know, if his chin holds up, obviously, which is a you know big question, I, I fancy him. I fancy Craig, Matthew. Yeah, got to go, go round three sub. I reckon we lose the first two rounds, <laughs> and then and then pull it out of the bag. That's over. Yeah, 
Oh, Sam Paul Clay got that. Yeah. <laughs> See, to be honest, Matt, I was, I was, that's exactly what I was suspecting from you there, Matt, when you said prediction. He's going to say third round sub. Last 10 seconds or something, you know? <laughs> I believe. <laughs> All right, then. So someone, another Scott, who's, you know, you said Paul Craig might not ever make it to a title. Someone who's very close and was very close, Joanne Calderwood. Up against Lauren Murphy, who herself was uh, a bit unhappy. Obviously, Derek Lewis was saying that Lauren Murphy deserves a title shot. So this is a good one. Obviously, I reckon if Calderwood wins this one, she probably does get a title shot. I don't mean what her chances would be in that fight. Maybe that's a talk for another day. But, you know, is Calderwood a fan favourite up there? Uh, obviously, I mean, there aren't too many to choose from in the USC, are there? But should be an exciting fight. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to gauge. Up here, like, it's so funny in Scotland, right? There's lots of good fighters and they're quite passionate, but we don't have that. Mark and I talk about this all the time. Like, there's no... There's no McGregor in Scotland, and I think that's... There's no Darren Till in Scotland, there's no Michael Bisping in Scotland. We don't yeah. have that character in Scotland. She, although she is a very nice seeming lassie, and if you follow on Instagram, she's actually hysterical, man, right? But she's not She's not going to draw fans in, neither's Paul. I mean, Paul, I think I've seen Paul Craig post twice on Instagram in three years, I mean, so it's one of these things. We don't have a fighter that's going to draw crowds in. Even if you ask a casual MMA fan in Scotland, they might not even know who she is, which is a real shame because she is exciting to watch when she's on her game. The problem, I think, sometimes with Jojo is she's just a wee bit... She she talk, she talks. finds the way she talks. Have you ever heard her speak? She's very, very soft and very, very kind of quiet. If she fights like that, she'll just get beat. Whereas if she goes out and fights the way she can, use that very, very good Mai Tai in kickboxing, she's, she's extremely dangerous. She's very durable, but... Um, I mean, one of our biggest bugbears ever, mine and Mark's, is the absolute daylight robbery of Caitlin Chukagian beating her, because oh, yeah. I don't care how many times you watch that fight, if you watch that fight and tell me that Caitlin Chukagian won, then you're watching, you're in the wrong sport, man, I'm telling you, I still <laughs> kind of go over it to this day, it was a shocker, but yeah, I'd love to see her get the title, it was difficult for her because she was supposed to fight her, and then she took the Maya fight because she wanted to stay active, and Maya beat her, it was just one of those things, it's always a risk taking a fight, but yeah. Yeah, Murphy's a dangerous one as well. I think got to stay on the feet for Jojo without doubt as well. That's yeah. the thing. She's got to keep it standing for him, get herself down. It could be a really ugly night for him. You don't want that. She, you want her to get a title shot. It's, it would be massive for, God, UK MMA, you know I mean? Just Scottish MMA, really? Because when was the oh, last yeah. time somebody from the UK fought for a title? I'm trying to actually remember off the top of my head, can I think right now? Um, so it would be massive for that respect and for women's MMA as well in the UK. Maybe put a but hype behind it, we've got a push, we've got Meatball, we've got Molly as well, so, yeah, she needs to stay in, needs to stand up, needs to stand and use her Mai Tai, not get taken down, but, she deserves a title shot, it was just unfortunate, she beat Chikage until she beat Lipsky, she lost, won the Freya fight before that, and the Lee fight, she won that, took the Maya fight, as Scott said, just to keep active, and, it's a shame because it cost her, obviously, that she had to, she's never had an extra two fights before she's got to that title fight, where she should have been there already. As you said earlier on, what happens in a title fight is a totally different um, subject, because I don't think MD who fights Shevchenko, has got any chance in hell of ever beating her. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I so wanted to win it Saturday night. I, I think, again, I, I've, I said to Scott, I think, in our show, I fancy a double. I fancy a Scottish double this weekend. I think we've just got so much pushing behind them so much mentally, just they really want something, there's something there, there's Scottish grit and determination in that as well, and they want something to happen, and I think the two of them want to win on Saturday night, and I think the two of them will win on Saturday night, I really do. I'll do you one better, I feel a, I feel a Scottish triple coming on, the two of them in Saturday, <laughs> and then doing the English on Thursday, Friday even, yeah. Friday, I've got to say that. <laughs> that, well, listen, we were always going to mention it, guys. Come on, man. <laughs> um, I think, listen, it may be a good omen. If they two win on Saturday, it might look good for us on Friday. You never know. It might be a kind of, do you know what? Three out of three. You never know, man. But I uh, know. I agree with Mark. I think she deserves it. Um, she worked hard for it the first time around. Murphy's a tough challenge, as you say. needs to stay on the feet. Murphy's durable, though. That's the only thing I would say. Murphy's fought strikers, and she's managed to grind it out. So it could be a real hard fight for Joanne, but... I think either way it'll be a good fight. I think it's actually quite a, a really good matchup, to be fair, um, as well, which is good. Nothing, nothing worse than fight, fights that don't fit together, but this does for me. Yeah. Shows you how good this card is as well. This is on the prelims. Was it second mm. fight in the prelims or something like that? It's just 
Yeah, exactly. It's mental to see that second fight on the prelims, so it shows you how good the card is all round, to be honest. So, aye, buzzing for this, it's, it's just going to be class. I cannot wait. It's so good. The, let's be honest, the two biggest Scottish MMA stars on the one card. It's, yeah, it's yeah. brilliant to see, and I cannot wait for it. Matt? Cannot wait. Final prediction? I, I fancy called with it. I, think, I don't think she'll finish it. She's not much of a finisher, is she? She's never really no. been. She's got the odd, odd TKO here and there and a sub, but I don't know. Laura Murphy is a bit of a spoiler, isn't she? She's getting old now. She's 37. I think I think Calderwood, I think it might have actually played into her favour, that Jennifer Meyer loss. I think it's sort of re, re-dialed her in a little bit. I think she knows, do you know what? I ain't got long to get this title shot. I've got to knuckle down and get this done. Did that last time, and I think she knows she's on the on the cusp of that title shot. And as Joe says, what happens when she gets that title shot? Let's, let's not worry about that yet. It's worry about that when it comes, but I think she's going to get it done. I think that Scottish determination, as you mentioned, I think it's going to get her over the line. Decision. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, bang on. Yeah. That's uh, both off That's the thing with Georgia Wesenko. It's just about, that soft. Yeah, that's soft, but... Like she can hit you a hundred thousand times, but she'll never knock you from down. Yeah, yeah. She's very durable. She's hard, to, although she doesn't put people away, as Matt says, she's hard to put away as well. And um, that's another thing, so it could be one of those ones, you know, so... Yeah, buzzing man. I'm actually really looking forward to it. <laughs> Alright then Matt, where do you want to go next? Should we Well we've got another break, haven't we? We've got the dentist. Should we have a quick look at that one? Obviously south of the border, so maybe you guys you're not you're not as passionate about Darren Stewart, but up against Eric Anders moved up in weight. Obviously it went a little bit downhill for Darren Stewart in his last couple. Yeah. I think I think he's got a lot there. I think he's got a lot of potential there. And you see mm-hmm. on kind of social media that perhaps like maybe personal life stuff wasn't as good previously, and now he seems in a better place. Uh, and he's up at a new weight class. I mean, I would argue he's maybe maybe a touch small, probably, and Eric Anders is a little bit of a beast. So, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope Darren Stewart gets the win here. Tough one, though. You know, what do you, what do you guys it, reckon? It, it's funny you say that, like, we were not big fans, but actually you've stumbled across probably the biggest Darren Stewart fan in um, yeah, really. <laughs> in the UK. Mark's a big Darren Stewart fan. Um, I don't know. If, I mean, he's fought it. He's fought in middleweight for a while now. Um, the Holland fight was always a difficult one because Holland was literally on fire last year. I don't think you could have put anybody in front of Kevin Holland. You could have put Alice Dover in front of Kevin Holland and he probably would have beat him last year. So um, the Anders one was unfortunate and illegal knee. Nice to see him run it back. Darren Stewart's exciting, man, isn't he? He probably isn't the greatest fighter in the world, right? But he always, you know what you're going to get with Darren Stewart, that's the thing. He's always exciting, he's big, he throws hands, it's uh, it's good. And again, as you say, maybe his personal life wasn't great. I mean, again, another guy who's absolutely hysterical on social media, man. Do you ever listen to his videos of him and his mum sending yeah. voice notes? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, man, like, it cracks me up. But yeah, I, I like Darren Stewart, he's a, he's a likeable guy, he's quite bubbly and... I just, I, as a fighter, he's decent as well. I mean, you look at his losses, they're not terrible. Kevin Holland, Edwin Shabazzian, two, two of the best up-and-coming, you know, fighters in the division. So it's not that horrendous, but it'd be good for him to get the Anders win. I think it would put a, a line underneath it, to be honest. Yeah, you got to love, I love Darren Stewart. I, <laughs> I just love somebody that just wants to go out and just take the other guy's head off. Simple yeah. as, I want to take your head off and just get through you, and that's what he does. Hopefully that maybe come back up to light heavyweight. I think he fought, he fought a light heavyweight a long time ago, didn't he? Was it Cage Warriors and fought a light heavyweight at the time? Yeah, he was a light heavyweight. He was fought in Cage Warriors light heavyweight. Um, maybe he's healthier there. He's never... See if it goes full distance. He's not really that good at lasting. Maybe this will help him in that respect as well. Not having to cut that extra £20. Because yeah. usually... Either, I'm not saying he's a first-round fighter. That's not what I'm saying. But he doesn't really have the gas tank to go full, full three rounds. And as you see, Eric Anders, big guy. He's fought, I think, at every division over 185 pounds. I think there is. So you're just going to struggle to get him out of there, really, with a knockout. So he's going to have to use different aspects of his game. Seen the Macabatolo fight that he's actually got a submission in there, which was good to see. There's a chance that Eric Anders might try and go for a takedown, especially if he's getting a lot of damage from Darren. So maybe having that in his locker now will maybe stop people going for that takedown. Oh, that- he's got a submission win previously. You're not going to be as keen to go right. Well, I want to get down his back straight away. So, yeah, I I'm, I think I think I really think down the winner Saturday as well. I think it's actually going to be a great night for British fighters, to be honest. <laughs> and I think I, th- I don't think you, I don't think you finish Anders, but I think he will win the fight. And 
I'm really looking forward to a class performance from him. I think Anders might need facial reconstruction after this, though, to be honest. Might need to go dentist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take some teeth, man, why not? Yeah, 100%. Be present. Would you reckon, Joseph? Yeah, I mean, I fancied him going in, Darren Stewart going into the last one, and obviously the game plan and stuff like that seemed a little bit odd, and Eric Anders basically finished him and then got disqualified. So, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe we'll put chalk that one up off as like a bit of a blip and hope that Darren Stewart maybe's got his head screwed on a little bit more for the for the rematch. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he got away with one, didn't he, in the last fight? And his IQ there was just non existent, I don't know what he was playing at. I think I think Stewart as well, I think he's the better fighter. He's got a bit of a dodgy record, twelve and six, but you look at those losses, they're all at the start of his UFC career. He's he was thrown into the UFC too quickly and as um Scott said some of them losses against some of the best in the world. So I think he's going to get it done. I think he'll learn from that last fight. And I think, he'll, I think he'll leak out a decision. Pretty technical fight, not a fire fight. He won't get into that, that territory again, I don't think. And I think he'll, I think he'll, just, he'll just methodically break him down. He's, he's only 30 as well, that's the thing. He's still yeah. relatively young. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as if we're talking about a guy who, you know, we're talking about Jojo, who's 35, Lauren Murphy's or 34, Lauren Murphy's 37, even Paul Craig's 34, I think, as well. So he's a wee bit older, you know, we were thinking towards last stage. Whereas Dan Stewart's still kind of youngish, and to have 18 professional fights under his belt is quite good for somebody of his age. So um, I think he'll be, be fine, to be honest. As you say, 100%, Matt, it will depend which Eric Anders turns up. Because I've seen Eric Anders and been like, wow, and then seen Eric Anders and going, what? You know, so you're, you're a bit like, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get. So I've been interested to see. Um, I think Darren. I don't know. Technically, I think Darren's better anyway. So I think. I think a. I think a three for three for British fighters so far. Looking so, good. Looking good. Isn't it? Yeah. So probably let's we we'll save the best till last. Leon Edwards, I would say, is probably the best British fighter out there at the moment, and probably the closest to a title shot. I mean, Arnold Ann's in there, but I don't think anyone's closer than Leon Edwards. You could argue he should have had a title shot a while ago. No. Yeah, a long time ago. So, um, obviously, you know, a little bit of bad luck thrown in there as well. But this this is kind of, it's not a title shot, but it is the next best thing. It's against Nick Di- uh, Nate Diaz at welterweight, which isn't Nate Diaz's weight. Obviously, I, I believe they've gone out to Nate Diaz and they said, if you win this, you get a title shot. And that's why he's maybe taken a somewhat lesser name, quote-unquote. But, in the, you know, on the flip side of that, Leon Edwards, with the record that he's got in that division... If he goes out there and beats Nate Diaz, who's got the name, in a lot of ways, you could, that's, that's, that's the perfect combination for Leon Edwards, and it makes that title shot undeniable as his next fight. And I have to say, get you lads to, to tee off on it, but I expect Leon Edwards to deal with him pretty handily. Diaz doesn't get stopped often, but with how much this must mean to Leon Edwards and how up for it he must be, I wouldn't be surprised if he got, he got the stoppage victory. I think this is a very... I think this is extremely well played from the UFC because the UFC win from here no matter what. Yeah. So Leon Edwards' biggest criticism has been his mouth. Doesn't talk. Doesn't do nothing. Never doesn't slag anybody off. You know, you look at guys like Bisping who used to just rip people to pieces <laughs> just for breakfast. And you get McGregor who does it, you know, and yeah. you've got all these guys that do it. Okay, Diaz isn't really very vocal, but just the way he holds himself, he's very kind of, you know, that Stockton slap and all that stuff. So if Leon Edwards goes out and smashes Nate Diaz, it brings all these people that think, who the hell is Leon Edwards? Oh my God, Leon Edwards can fight to beat Nate Diaz. Whereas if Edwards goes out and gets absolutely pumped by Diaz, win-win for UFC because they've got Diaz who can fight for a title. They can easily sell Diaz versus um, anybody, you know, anybody. And then if Diaz, sorry, if Edwards beats Diaz, it's a case of, well, hold on. If Edwards beats Diaz, man, he must be legit. Let's put him in the title shot. Either way, UFC win. And it's a weird fight because you think, between a, a fight between two people only benefits either one of the two people, but I, just, I then genuinely believe this fight benefits the UFC much more than it benefits either of them. That might be a bit of a stretch, because obviously it will massively benefit Leon Edwards if he beats Nate Diaz, but I think overall the winner here is 100% the UFC, and I think Edwards will smash Diaz, man. And I don't know what it is, because I'm just not a Diaz fan, never have been. Uh, personal opinion, I don't I don't get it. Never have got it with him, him or his brother. I've not been watching it that long. I've never ever seen them fight. I've seen him fight. Well, I've never seen his brother fight. I've seen Dayton Nate fight a couple of times. Never understood the, the hype. Never understood it. So I hope Edwards takes his head off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's his Leon Edwards coming out of that party. That's his um, getting shown front, centre, look. 
UFC, we want the UFC want to put them forward to fight Usman. That's the thing. The UFC want to do that. Obviously, they've had a lot of issues in the past and a lot of unlucky things. Fight getting cancelled. Obviously, the Woodley fight last year. If he'd beaten Woodley last year, he'd have been in the Usman fight, no problem. The title fight would have happened. But this is his coming out party, as I say. This is the one. Look at Leon Edwards. Look at that superstar. He's beat Nate, Nate Diaz. The name's bigger than the fighter with Nate Diaz, let's be honest. Um, he is a good fighter, but he's never been a great fighter. And Oh, he's never been... It's hard to describe Nate Diaz because he's great to watch at times, but he's never been technically sensational. His striking's not brilliant. His jiu-jitsu's unreal fair. But yeah. there's just always been something missing from Nate Diaz will really take him out of that title picture. So this is, as I say, coming out part of Leon Edwards. He goes out, he'll smash Nate Diaz inside three rounds. It'll be a doctor's stoppage at some point between rounds. There's my prediction. Nah, it's got to be. And I, you've got to think of the scar tissue someone has yeah. face and how much Leon Edwards is actually going to smash him in the face. <laughs> Imagine how can do that. I've got no reason to think that Edwards cannot do the exact same thing to him. Yeah. And that's exactly what I think is going to happen. It's going to put Leon Edwards up in bright lights. Look what he's done. He's done this. Usman will fight him. Brenda Gear. And... Oh, aye, 100%. I can't, I can't wait to see Edwards just... I just got to say, take his head off. And not any reason because I hate Nate Diaz. Because I quite like these better Pavado and the McGregor stuff and stuff. I like that. It's good fun. But I want Edwards to go out and take his head off just so he gets that title shot. Because he 100% deserves it. He should have had it by now, easily. Yeah. Cannot wait. Really can't. And all been... I want... Well, I was the British fighters this weekend. But yeah, it's four out of four. It's been so long since wait, we saw him as well. Because obviously that Mohammed fight was like so anticlimactic it feels like we haven't seen Leon Edwards fight for like six years yeah I feel like I've never seen him fight live like like watching it I feel like I've never seen him I'm like I keep hearing this name and you're like ah, Leon Edwards is good I'm like, hold on have I actually seen him fight that long ago you can't remember yeah. <laughs> oh yeah nuts yeah I can't see how he don't go through him it's just Ridiculous when you look at the, the actual form that they're both in as well. How active we say Edwards ain't active. Look at Diaz. He's it was the last time he fought back in New York, wasn't it? And yeah. and you see uh, there, Scott, about Masvidal, what he did to him. Edwards is, I think he's trebled a fighter than Masvidal is as well. He's just got everything. He doesn't really finish much, and Nate Diaz don't get finished. So Mark, I think you're right. I think a doctor's stoppage is what's going to happen. Definitely, I think he's going to batter him from pillar to post. I, I really can't see anything here other than a, an Edwards resounding victory. I think Diaz, his, his personality supersedes his actual abilities. Yeah. And that's what gets it. Which is fair enough. I like that. The, the Masvidal Diaz fight worked because it, is, it, it just fit, didn't it? It just worked. But when you're throwing him into what is essentially a title eliminator, it's a bit of a bit of a mockery. I know one of you boys actually said this about, um, I can't remember who it was, but it was about a Connor and Dustin fight. If Connor gets the win and he fights Oliveira, your boycott in that fight. Are you going to do the same if Diaz fights Usman? I would, mate. I would, but that's 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 probably more deep seated because of my hate, my hatred for McGregor. To be honest, um, <laughs> I'm I'm honestly the most anti-McGregor person. Um, I just I've never really understood it. I know well, that's a whole other conversation, but you don't want to get me started on that guy. <laughs> no, it's a similar thing, yeah, mate. It's a similar thing. I, I don't think Diaz deserves a title shot for beating a guy who. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong, Edwards is up there and Edwards is the guy. As everyone keeps saying, if Edwards wins, it's definitely his turn. And by that reasoning, it should be Diaz's turn. No, not for me, mate. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a massive fan of Diaz being in a title shot if he beats Edwards. I don't think he deserves it, um, honestly. But I can't see him beating Edwards, so that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> uh, uh, Edwards is 6-1 uh, to one on, so I think it's, that's, the, that's the shortest odds on there. So no yeah. money to be made there, I don't think. I think Edwards, Edwards Usman posters already been drawn up to be honest. I think it's got of the yeah. UFC are as well. I'm still waiting for this one to fall out, the Edwards and Diaz one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you had to see it, man. Don't come after me, that. <laughs> Which is so, like the five round anyway, five round uh, on main event by I think it's a fantastic um, idea and I wish they had thought of it sooner and would do it more I think there's certain fighters out there particularly once you get to a certain level like top 10 or whatever three rounds just mm. isn't enough a lot of the time as, as Mark this question on our, our show I, I said why so like, I understand it's a good thing I'm all for 
two good fighters fighting longer. Like, how many fights have you watched? I mean, I don't know how many times I've said it on the podcast myself. You wish there was more time. But my question is, why? What? I don't under, I don't understand why this fight and why yeah. now. And I just can't. I can't figure out in my head why the UFC have said let's make this five rounds. I don't see Nate Diaz being maybe even been able to go five rounds. To be honest with you, I think he'll gas hard. But, I think part of the reason might be that Nate Diaz has asked for five rounds, and if Nate Diaz asks for something, he gets something. And I think part of the reason is that maybe he's thinking that if he can take Edwards into deep water, that's only where he's going to get the victory in Saturday because he's not going to outstrike him. Edwards' wrestling's pretty shit hot as well, so he's, it can only be a distance thing. That's the only way I can see Nate Diaz beating him, is maybe systematically. After 25 minutes, Edwards is basically broken, and he gets some sort of last-minute submission. That's the only way I can see Diaz maybe winning this fight. So that's the only thing I can think the five rounds is for, is because Diaz has maybe actually asked for it. Yeah, good point. I think that might also be perhaps like just a power play. So like, look at me, I'm... I'm not for a title, but I can call call the shot, and the UFC have just sort of bent over backwards for him. But it is what it is. I, I love it. I love it. Why not? Why not? What's yeah. fighting about? So <laughs> we got we got two we got two title fights. Obviously, does does Damian Maya, Bilal Mohammed get a quick mention from either of you, or or is it straight on to the big boys? I um well, I'm a I love grappling. I love watching Damian Maya. I love watching Bilal Mohammed because I know Mohammed th- does seem to favour his pressure these days. But if he had to go into that grappling mode, this 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 could be Mark actually kind of killed my buzz because I was buzzing for this. I was like, you know what, like elite level jiu-jitsu, class level wrestler. This could be great. And Mark went, this will be a stand up. They'll not go on the ground once. And I was like, very good. <laughs> Cheers for that. So um, I know I, I like it. I like the fight. I love Bilal's intensity, man. I just it's good. It's not going to be a great fight. I don't think. I think Maya's well done, well past his best, but yeah, decent fight. I, I like it. Yeah, but, it should be. Uh, it's a weird one. It should be decent. I don't think it'll be yeah. anything outstanding. I think Mohammed will come out of the win in the end. Yeah. I think it'll be points. I think. I don't think Mohammed's wrestling is probably good enough that Maya's not really going to get him down and really dominate him down there. So. I can see Mohammed just kind of stand up and let's be honest, Maya doesn't have hands, there's no point in them, he's just using to grab people. Do they know how to clench his back? I don't know. Um, so I can just see that's been a, that's been a, not a poor stand-up fight, cause that's maybe the wrong word, but I can see Mohammed just kind of slowly just winning it in points, to be honest. Yeah. It's good to see Mohammed actually get, give, I think it's almost like a, give him a big name after what happened before, because he's got a little bit, a little bit turned over, perhaps, like unjustly against Leon Edwards. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't his fault that the fight didn't go to its completion, and then Edwards gets moved on. So I think this is a bit of a little bit of a gift from the UFC. SA is, is a legend for you to fight on the main card. So well, good all round. I'm, I love Damian Myers. This is retirement fight, by the way. Or have I made that? Up? Is it uh-huh. good for you if it's not? <laughs> <laughs> He's fought for three years young. I think, I think you might be. I think you might break me. I'm sure something came out after. His last fight, they said his next one would be his last. Um, I mean, who knows? That could be total nonsense. I mean, he is like 86 years old. So, um, I don't know, get me wrong. As I say, I'm the same as you. I absolutely adore watching Damien Meyer. Um, unfortunately, he fought in one of the worst title fights ever. But it was before that he was he was superb. But I wouldn't be surprised if he um, if he chucked after this and what 44 years old. I think he has 43 something like that. So. Definitely time for him to think about it. But then again, he's maybe not taking much damage in the face over the years because he likes to cuddle people. So um, you never know. Maybe might keep going. But he did outstrike Ben Askren. So there's a feather in his cap. I could outstrike Ben Askren. <laughs> I think we all could. Actually, I take that back. I take that back, man. I don't want anything to do with Ben Askren, man. No chance. <laughs> all right, then. Co-main event. D-Fig, Deverson Figueredo, Brandon Moreno, rematch. Was it the first one? It was a it was a draw, wasn't it, the first one? It was, but then and D-Fig kept yeah. the belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I quite fancied Figueredo going into that one and was massively impressed with how Moreno kind of came back into it. For me, yeah. for me, if Figueredo turns up in shape and makes weight well and he wants it enough, I do think I do think it's probably a little bit better overall than Moreno, but you know, difficult to put it past Brandon Moreno after the the first fight. This is all about 
technical versus heart. I'm not saying Brandon Moreno's not a good fighter. I like Brandon Moreno. There's something very likable about him. He's got that mm. kind of Mexican fighting spirit you see in guys like Rodriguez and Jaya uh, Rodriguez and stuff like that. But Defig came out and said that he was not fighting. He was not well, and you know he really wasn't in a good place. Now, if that's how good that fight was and how good Defig had to be, at maybe say 80, 75 percent. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a lot more dominant. I mean, I have this, again, it's one of these ones I'm not a massive defig fan. Nothing against him, I just, and it's not as if I actively don't like the guy, I just <laughs> never been, never been like in that camp, but he keeps showing how good he actually is. And the fact that he had to fight, he's now had to fight the same guy twice in a row, twice if that makes sense, so he's fought Benavides twice because there was Dubai to that. Put yeah. a line under that. There's a Jabaiti under the draw with Moreno. So he's like, you know what? Nah, let's have it. I'll do it. I'll put a line under this. And I think he will big time. I think this will be a... Right, the Brandon Moreno chapter is now closed. Let's move on. I think that's how it's going to go. I can't see it going any other way, I'm afraid. I'll, I'd love to see Moreno holding that belt. I think the emotion he showed at the end of the last fight when it was, he knew it was close, it was amazing. I love fighters who like, feel it. But yeah. uh, I just can't see it, man. Can't see it. I can't see anything on it and I was other I figured out the win as well, to be honest. Um I don't like Brandon Moreno though. He he was he fought his heart out in the first fight against Figueredo. It was a superb performance. He done really, really well. But as you say, if, if Figueredo was only fighting eighty percent, then what's he gotta be like hundred percent against Moreno? So that that's the big thing, as you say, it's all about the weight cut as well for because he has missed before. You don't want it to happen again, you'd hundred percent don't want it to happen. I don't think it would allow it to happen. But um, it's all about making sure that he's in the right headspace. Everything's 100% for him. And he'll go out and... I think it could go three, maybe four rounds. But I think systematically, I think it will take him, take him apart over the kind of four rounds. And maybe towards the end of the fourth round, he might get a finish. Well, no, it's a... He might even fling a wee submission in there for something a wee bit different. You never know. It's interesting. <laughs> I'm going to follow to that as well, though. It should be... If it's half as good as the first fight was... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? That was so exciting, that first fight. I don't think we're going to get close to that, but I think... We, we love the flyweights over here. I don't know about you two, but we, they're just so underappreciated. And when you've got someone like DP, who's just a finisher, obviously he didn't finish Moreno in the last fight, but we got fight of the year contender out of it. I think there were some extenuating circumstances last time, weren't it? Like, a very quick turnaround for the pair of them. But didn't they all compete on the, the, the pay-per-view the month before or something? So that may have... Put a little bit of a dampener on his little weight cut or something. Or say he ate some bad fish or something like that before. I made that Aye. up. He definitely ate stuff like before, but Matt, yeah, right. They fought. They fought the month before, both of them on the same the same card. And if I remember rightly, Defig's fight was. I know they were both. Uh, that's what it was. They were both really short fights. That's why they went. Let's just book it because. Yeah. Um, Fig was Defig was like inside two minutes, and Moreno was kind of similar. He was kind of you know within the first round, so. Mm. Um, I think they both were like, yeah, but I extenuating circumstances certainly, but yeah. I think the weight cut that took twice from Figueredo might have made him a little bit of a shell in that first fight. So I think Moreno might have lost his chance there. I think it was there for him if he was ever going to win it. I, I, yeah, I think Defig will, will close that book at the weekend. I think he'll finish him within three rounds. As you say, Scott, he's got half a days that Mexican. Yeah grit and determination. I think he's he's going to hang in there, but I think Defig's going to turn it up a little bit on Saturday. You forget, like, I mean, your man Defig actually won the fight, but he get deducted a point share in the third round yeah, against Moreno for yeah. that ground strike as well. So he actually technically won the fight. So if you imagine he's won three rounds out of five, at 80, 75, 80%, 85%, whatever it may be, after a bad cut, after a cut four weeks earlier, a full camp, proper cut, healthy. Wow, man, it's a scary prospect. Could be... Could be, listen, you could say the same for Moreno. Moreno's had a full camp, you know, as well. He's not had to rush the cut and all that stuff or keep himself at the weight. So it could be another classic. Ideally, what you want is another 25 minutes of absolutely beautiful MMA because that's what it was the first time round. So either way, I'm I'm not that first. Not first two wins um, and not first how it ends. But I agree. I think, I, I think inside three rounds is not a bad shot, Matt. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well, actually, because it's not often you see fight rematches go the same way as the first one. So given that maybe it ain't going to go five rounds, I can't particularly see Moreno stopping him. I think that'd be difficult. So I think I think Figueiredo in one or two rounds is probably probably the best shot. Main event, Matt? One, uh, it's just pure rematches, isn't it? This one. <laughs> yeah. Pure rematches. So this, this is the big one, boys. What are we saying? I'm sure you've got into it on your own show. You've broken well, it down. 
you both know exactly what's going to happen. Marvin Vittori, Israel Adesanya, it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Mark's actually the founding member of the Israel Adesanya fan club, <laughs> so you're only going to get one opinion out of him. I am... I'm not a massive Adesanya fan. I don't know what it is for me, man. Everybody I seem to just not like. I don't like yeah. anybody on this card. I mean, don't like any of the NBA I don't actually like many fighters, to be honest, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. No, um, I don't know. I think it's it's hard, this one, because the first fight was a split. It was close. A lot of people, I mean, if you watch it, if it went the other way, you wouldn't have bothered. It would have been one of those ones. You know what? It was close either way. Um, people keep saying, oh, Vittori's get better. You go, Vittori's get better, but Adesanya's got much better. So... I don't know. I think Vittori's pressure will be a problem for Adesanya, but then at the same time, Adesanya could just pick him off. Um, this is I find this quite difficult to call. I know Mark doesn't, but um, I love Vittori's energy, and again, I love his relentlessness. I mean, I think you need to take his batteries out at the end to stop to calm him down, man, because this guy will go for this guy <laughs> yeah. will go for ten rounds. This guy could fight in the co-main and the main event, no problem. Um, It'll be interesting. I'm interested to see how far the two of them have come. Um, I actually might watch that first fight before Saturday because it would give me maybe a base to go on because the first fight was brilliant. And if it's anything like that, it could be an absolute. It could be an absolute classic. This fight. This could be a five-round absolute classic war. A bit like Adesanya Gastelum. It could be that it's two each after two, and Adesanya has to go right. Come on, if you want to win, you're going to have to come up here and beat me. Gastelum couldn't do it, and maybe Vittori will be the same. Um, it's intriguing. It's an interesting fight, man. I'm buzzing for that one. It's really good. I only see one winner. <laughs> I know Scott says I'm in the fan club or I'm the founding member of the fan club, but I do. Um, I think a massive factor actually in this fight may be that it's not an apex. It's in the bigger octagon. It's in an arena. I think that's a massive thing. I think if it was in the smaller octagon, I think that would really help the Tory. I'm not saying... I know Big Paolo Costa said Adesanya was a bit of a runner. That's not what I'm saying. He's good with his feet. He's good with his movement. He's, he knows what to do. He knows when to do it. And I just think he's going to pick Vittori off slowly and surely over the five rounds. Do I think he'll get Vittori out of there? I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know why. Just something tells me that there won't be a finish there. But I, I don't get me wrong. I think Vittori might have his moments to make it the odd takedown here and there. But Adesanya gets up so quickly. He really does. I think it was probably Brunson, the last proper wrestler he fought. I think that was a while back one. Yeah, proper wrestler, yeah. Yeah. So, but he made either that and say five minutes, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I fancy Adesanya one with relative ease in the end. It wouldn't surprise me with maybe a 4-1 type of, type of um, result regarding the points. What's that, 49, 46, something like that? That's maybe what I'd go for, I think. Interesting. So, Adesanya 100% for me. So a bit of discontent in the camp then. Uh, I'm with, uh, I'll probably, I'll probably lean. I don't know. I would probably lean towards Scott on this one. I think the Tories, you may, he's maybe looking at the Jan Blahovic blueprint. But obviously, Jan's a lot bigger, and I think Jan's a lot craftier as well. Jan's got the, that ability to stay away on the feet and then throw the odd counter. Marvin, you might prove me wrong, but I think he's a little bit more of a ball in a China shot. And maybe, you're, maybe you're looking at the. Uh, I don't know, compare Marvin to Paolo Costa and how that one went, maybe going to run at him and get clipped, or Robert Whitaker ran at him and got clipped. So it wouldn't su- it wouldn't surprise me if Vittori was like, right, I'm just going to do what what is the easiest route to victory. I'm going to try and take you down from minute one and just do, like you say, you can fight all night, so just do that for 25 minutes. It wouldn't surprise me, but you've got to think Adesanya after that, after that defeat to Blahovic, knowing everyone's going to be thinking, right, all I've got to do is take him down. You've got to think Adesanya would have would have made some improvements, and which, you know, he was pretty scary as it was, so... Mm. I, I think, think Blahovic in that fight, though, where he took his takedowns were right in the middle of and that was massive for him. Yeah. Um, I think he's done that very well with his takedowns. Vittori is very much, as you say, a bull in a china shot. He's going to push him right against the cage, and if he's against the cage, that's going to help him. It's going to help Adesanya. It's going to allow him to get up a lot easier as well, so... I don't know if Vittori's got the, the smarts, the brain power to understand that if he stands, maybe takes him down in the middle of the octagon, he's maybe actually got a chance. He maybe needs to actually calm down strangely and maybe not <laughs> run up him so much. I think the size I think the size thing that you say, Joe, it was massive for Blahovic. I mean Blahovic was at least twenty five, thirty pounds heavier than Adesanya was, so it was probably easier for him to keep him down. Adesanya's crafty, he's slippery, yeah. he's, he's long and like 
dangly, so like it's easier maybe for him to slip out. You could say that makes him easier to hold because he can grab and grab all the things, but I'm not so sure about uh, Vittori trying to grapple here. Honestly, I'm not. Um, I think Vittori might think pressure might do him here, might actually help here. Mark makes a good point about the smaller octagon. I think the smaller octagon would have made it much easier for Vittori to chase Adesanya down. And although I agree with Costa's comments to an extent, he isn't a runner, but mm. he is, Mark says, crafty in the way he moves away. And he looks like he's running, but he's really just trying to dodge and actually stay away from the danger. Um, I'm not sure if Marvin Vittori's pressure will be too much, but it's all so intriguing, man. It can go so many different ways. That's another sign you could go out there and punch him in the face in the first round and knock him out. So it could go any number of ways, man. It's it's a class it's a class fight and it's a good rematch, as you say. It's the yeah. rematch rematch. Yeah, it's not one like anyone was really clamouring for, but now it's here. You're kind of like you're breaking it down. It could go so many ways. It's just. It's just so intriguing. What we've had is saying you're coming off a loss as well. You don't know what he's going to be like. Your, your general thought would be he's got that championship mentality. He's not going to want to let that happen again. I watched the fight, actually, the first fight, and Vittori's chasing him down for the first two rounds, and he's just getting peppered. The third round, he gets him down, and he's, it almost clicks. He's like, oh, this, this is what I should have done for the first two rounds. And he actually sort of just smothers him for, three, uh, for the five minutes. Doesn't do much damage. But I think he's come a long way since then. Adesanya has as well. But I think Vittori's come a long, long way. And I think he's got the perfect style to beat him. I think he's got that ugly tactic. He don't really care what the crowd are going to be doing. He just wants to get the result. You look at that, uh, was it Holland? He fought last, wasn't it? Kevin Holland? Mm -hmm. He should have been getting him out of there pretty easily. But he's like, no, need the result. Don't care. It's going to grind him. It's going to get the job done. And I think that's going to, that's going to play in his favour against Adesanya. I'm not saying he's going to win. But I wouldn't be surprised if he eats out a really, really boring decision. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, man. I love my, my picks are awful. Brilliant. My picks are awful, though, so don't worry, there, Mark. I know you're not much better. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I don't know. Not that good last couple of weeks. All right, then, lads. Well, any final comments? <sighs> no, I, 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 just... I think that's probably one of the most exciting cards I'm really looking forward to. For all the time, yeah. just so many good fights on. I'm just. I'm really excited for that. I cannot wait for Saturday night, to be honest. The matchup's all over it. I know like, we, we can't talk about it all, but there's just so many good fights on this card. I, it's actually ridiculous. Like Even in case of, like, even the people who maybe don't look that great at their record, they're fighting guys who, like, the styles are just absolutely yeah. brilliant. I mean, you've got a 14-0 Russian on this card that nobody's talking about um, against a streaking Canadian as well. And it's just... There's some awesome, awesome fights on this card. It's stacked from start to finish. Obviously, a wee bit of invested interest for the Scots and the Brits, and then obviously you've got your interest in your five-round co-co-main, whatever you want to call it, um, which <laughs> is an interesting thing. Two rematches. There's nothing There's nothing like boring on the main card except maybe Maya Muhammad. There's something to talk about on each on each card, eh, sorry, each fight. So, uh, yeah, it's... It's a, it's a good one. Um, it's a shame they're all so bloody late on in the night, man, because I'd love to stay up, but it's not going to happen. No, no. Well, as I say, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure having you on. Scott and Mark, Inside the Cage MMA, go check out their podcast and their Instagram. I think it's just Inside the Cage MMA is the best best search to do, is it not? Instagram yeah. and all that. So, yeah. yeah, again, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Hopefully, we can do it again. Thanks, Another time? Yeah. Definitely. Thanks for having us. We have a prediction for next Friday before you go. <sighs> no, you can't ask a Scotsman that when we play England, mate. It's not fair. That's an unfair question. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know. Um, you guys have utterly incredible players now, and it's it's. I'm always a very a realist. I'm not one of these guys that goes, oh, yeah, we're going to do them 3-0. I'm just not like that at all, man. You'll not get that out of me. I think it'll be closer to what people think. I don't think the run over the top is, but I think it'll be like 1-0, 2-1, something like that. Mark, 3-0 Scotland? Yeah, 4-0, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I think he's frozen. We might have lost him there. He don't want to talk about the football. He's he's not. He's gone. Nah, he's gone. muted himself. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little worried, I've got to be honest. I think it's all planning for Scotland's hands. I'm a little bit concerned. I think you, you're a better team than a lot of people give you credit for as well. You've got some good players. And we, we, we've got we've got the ultimate bottler as our manager, so <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an intriguing one. Like playing them 
Playing England any time is massive for us. It always has been ever since the 60s, you know. Like, still the unofficial world champs because we beat you in 67, do you know what I mean? So, um, it's one of those ones. But, um, I don't know. Like, as a unit, yeah, I can maybe see there being a wee bit more to Scotland. But I think you guys have got, arguably, who's going to be one of the best, two of the best players in the world. Um, I know, like, everyone talks about Foden, right? But honestly, I believe the key for you guys, the whole tournament, is Mason Mount. I think the boy is utterly outstanding. I don't know why people don't talk about him all the time, because every time I watch the boy play, I'm utterly mesmerised by him. He's just outstanding, but, yeah. it's uh, Mark's computer crashed. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, listen, I'm up for it. I'm, I'm buzzing for the Euros, mate. It's the first time we've been in, you know, 23 years. Everybody keeps telling us, so it's exciting <laughs> for us. But just happy to, happy to play you guys well. It's always good playing England, especially when it actually means something as well. Which yeah, is exactly. Mm-hmm. There'll be a cracker in it. Yeah, we're a good team. So there was Scott and Mark inside the cage MMA. First guest, Matthew, under the new the new moniker, the rebranding. I had a I had a fantastic time, I have to say. Yeah, a couple of gems there, weren't they? So yeah, I enjoy that. It's nice to get other opinions as well, other than you and I. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. we don't know what we're talking about, so it's nice <laughs> to get someone on who, who might actually know something. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Definitely, like I say, check them out. I think they 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 are on Twitter and Instagram inside the cage MMA. And all your podcasts and that inside the cage MMA as well. I listened to, I was before they came on. They put their, they beat us to the punch, didn't they? They put their podcast out a day early, so I was listening to their one today. It's good. It is good. And no, I have to say they were pretty much bang on with a lot. What a lot of what they said about the fights as well. So good stuff. Having said that, Joseph, shall we? Shall we wrap up? Get out in that sun. Let's do it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. A bit of a different one this week, obviously, but I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Mustard MMA on your socials, mustardmma.com for your blogs. Other than that, have a good week. Laters. Laters.